Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneroafinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. And welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, coming to you from beautiful and cold Orlando, Florida. Although cold by a southern standpoint, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the uh, wintry weather, which some days it's in the 80s, some days it's in the 30s. You know, now we're kind of hitting at the 50s, so I'm loving Florida winter. Other people are hating it, but... Speaking of where it's truly winter, we have our other two amazing Mickey Dude co-hosts with us. Up in Chicago, Illinois, we have Tim Sweska. I am still digging out of snowdrifts from last week, but uh, I'm here to wave hi from my egg loop. And in Buffalo, New York, we have Chuck Fitzgerald. I as well am still digging out of snowdrifts from last week and the week before that and the week before that. And Dave, your definition of cold is ridiculous because our high today was 40 and that's a heat wave. You know what, Chuck? You can have it. I'm at that point where I left it for a reason. Although I am going to be up I am going to be up in New York and Albany this weekend for the Super Bowl, so shout out to the NFL for uh increasing the season by one week because uh otherwise if my flight was up there uh Last week, I probably wouldn't have made my my Super Bowl parties I'm going to. So, That's very true. You know what? So, um, thanks to the NFL. So, before I introduce this uh, new to- new to- well, old, a, a new old topic. I guess it's a I guess it's a topic we've done, but we're revisiting in a post Disney world. Well, no, sorry, scratch that. The post COVID Disney world. But with this being the Olympics, I thought I would give uh, our uh, co-host, Tim Sweska, a chance to rant over a subject that is near and dear to his heart. So we don't have our ranting Scotsman for a while. Hopefully we'll get him back soon. But in the meantime, 
We'll have the ranting gorilla. All right, That's your friend, this is a subject uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, we're we're talking we're talking Olympic hockey, and as we all know, Disney a while back graced us with the greatest sports movie that Disney has ever made, the greatest Olympic sports movie Disney's ever made, and that is Miracle, the story of the 1980 U.S. men's Olympic hockey team defeating the Soviets for the first time in two decades. A bunch of college kids coached by Herb Brooks from the University of Minnesota. Just a great, you know, just an absolute Cinderella story and another just a huge impact on the United States altogether. Uh, if you get a chance, HBO did a documentary called Do You Believe in Miracles? And they pull in a lot of people from, uh, like a lot of officials from the time, and they talk about what an amazing event this was. Uh, as a matter of fact, when the, Iranian, when the Iranian hostages were freed, they brought them home and they had a tape played for them of all the things they missed when they were gone. And the last thing they played for the Iranian hostage, the freed hostages, was the 1980 game, uh, U.S. Olympic game against the Soviets. So that's how pertinent that was. To compare that to a Disney-fied, almost non-existent truth in Cool Runnings. Now, before everybody grabs their torches and pitchforks, I love Cool Runnings. It is a fantastic story. But just like when I walked out of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman, I said, wow, that was fantastic, but who was that guy? Same thing. Fantastic story, but who was that? The, the, the accuracy of the story pretty much stops with the Olympics were in Calgary. It was 1988. The Jamaicans did send a bobsled team, and they did crash. That's about where it stops. I mean, great. It's a feel-good movie. It gives you all the, the feels, everything. It has great music. You know what? You can switch on, you know, Sirius XM and get Jimmy Cliff any day. It's not every day you get to switch on and watch Herb Brooks coach 20 scrappy kids from Boston and Minnesota to beat the best hockey team in the world and shock the entire, entire globe. You heard it here, miracle over cool runnings. There's no argument. Don't even add me, don't even tweet, don't send, send your hate mail straight to the toilet. Nobody cares. And that is the ranting Chicagoan. I wasn't even aware that Miracle was a Disney movie. I thought it was like DreamWorks or something. So I wouldn't even have considered it learn something new every day it is definitely a disney movie uh and taking a look at it and looking at accuracy it is so far the most accurate sports movie they've made uh and here's another one sorry to tear everything down but go read go read the actual history remember the titans is not the love story people want you to believe it is it wasn't at all and uh invincible yes Inspapali, he was a walk-on. He did, uh, he did do some amazing things. Didn't exactly play out like that. And believe me, he looked nowhere close to Marky Mark Wahlberg. Was uh, We Are Marshall also a Disney movie? 
Uh, I, I think it was. We Are Marshall was kind of accurate. Glory Road, I would say, is probably the next closest as far as accuracy when it comes to sports. I'm not so, familiar with that one. Glory Road is the story of Texas Western. They were, they were the first uh, NCAA team to, uh, to start five black players in the NCAA final against uh, Adolph Rupp and the Kentucky Wildcats, who was famous for not wanting black players on his team. Gotcha. Texas Western also won that game. All right, awesome. Chuck, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, well, it's important to note that uh, Miracle was actually based on the semifinal game uh, of that Olympics. That was not the gold medal game, even though it was very much treated as such. The U.S. Uh, did go on to win the gold medal in that Olympics. Um, which is just an important note. Uh, however, Remember the Titans is still a fantastic movie. It is. Oh, fan- fantastic. Absolutely a fantastic movie. And also, a lot of people seem to forget, too, if the United States, after after beating the Soviets, if they lose to Finland, they not only don't win the gold medal, they didn't win any medal at all. And uh, pardon my language, but they were down. They were actually down... Three to, uh, I think they were down two to one going into the third period. And Herb Brooks left, was leaving the locker room, turned around and looked at the guys and said, if you lose this game, you'll take it to your grave. And then he turned back around again and said, you're effing grave. And they came out and scored, I believe, three or four unanswered, uh, four unanswered goals to win the game. So. Well... Well, definitely the more you know. All right, then switching gears now, we're going to go to a old but tried and true topic that we did when we ha- were in our infancy. If any of you have been with us from the beginning, what is it now, guys? Six years? It feels like 600. I'm old. My back hurts. My knees hurt. The sun is too bright. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too I think we just celebrated seven years. I was not done we complaining are, about are, things. We're getting uh, close to a decade. Well. Happy to know all you good gentlemen. Absolutely. The music's too loud. The music's too quiet. People don't. People mumble when they talk. I can't hear anybody. Is he still talking? These pretzels yeah, are making me thirsty. He's shaking his fist at a cloud right now. Old man yells at a cloud. Yeah, his, his flag only has 49 stars because he'll be deep in the cold ground before he recognizes Missouri. Yeah. And this is these are all Disney references now, ladies and gentlemen. Who would have thunk? Seinfeld was not correct. a Disney reference, but the, the recognizing Missouri absolutely is. I refuse to, I, I refuse to acknowledge Seinfeld references, so we're okay. I refuse to acknowledge Missouri. There's also there's also the that. picture of Abe Simpson and the newspaper, and it says "Old Man Yells at Cloud." So we actually do have another Simpsons reference. Yet again, uh, less than ten minutes into the show, and Simpson references are thrown around. Actually, that was well, just exactly ten minutes. We had we had Simpsons references right from the beginning, so it's been amazing. It's been an amazing seven years, gents. Really With has. that said, let's go back to an early topic where we talked about our perfect Disney day. Now, 
the little caveat I'm going to throw out on this when we when revisiting this is the fact that we are now in a post well current pandemic Walt Disney World so things are a little bit different and it's not the same as it was but you know what people still come we have to make do it what we got so knowing how Disney currently is in this time lightning lane and all gentlemen let's craft our perfect Walt Disney World day for our audience sound good Let's do it. Sounds delicious. All right. Well, since I came up with this idea, shall I go first? Please do. All right. Well, jumping on the idea of delicious, I'm going to start my day. I'm going to have a day of new experiences. Now, I've been going to Disney uh, for a very long time and there's and I live right around the corner from it now but there are still things on property that I still haven't had a chance to experience and that's one of the things I love about Walt Disney World there are times where a new ex- I, I can have a new experience and it's just as magical even for somebody who's been frequently so I'm going to try to fill my day with some of the old favorites and I'm also going to try to get as many new experiences as I can. So I'm going to start off my day with breakfast at a new experience because I have yet to go over to Topolino's. So I'm going to try the breakfast, at, at, which is a character breakfast. I have been wanting to try this restaurant. Normally, I'm not a big fan of the character meals because it's kind of the same, you know, you know, the glorified bounty platter and I kind of rather just, you know, if I'm going to go to this restaurant, I'd rather go for a dinner. But in this case, because I'm starting a perfect day, just to be able to say that I experienced this restaurant and everything, I'm going to start off at Topolino's and really enjoy the uh, Riviera, Mickey Mouse and all the other big four characters in their Riviera attire. Afterwards, I'm going to be going over tonight. I am going to take advantage of the uh, non uh, the non light lightning lane by most of the people on this podcast. I am going to pay the fifteen bucks, and I am going to use the use the uh, system to my advantage. Don't like the idea that I have to pay either, but you know what? Like I said, it is what it is. We have to play the hand that that's given us. So I'm going to book my favorite ride of all time, Splash Mountain, for the first available ride. After that, I'm going to go to my favorite Disney show, The Country Bear Jamboree. And then I'm going to be leaving the Magic Kingdom to take a nice grand circle tour around the around the resorts on the Walt Disney World monorail. I'm going to continue my day after a word from Chuck. How are you going to start your morning? So I'm going to start my morning by waking up because, you know, you've got to start somewhere, right? Um, I guess. And then, you know, I was looking, I saw online today that someone recommended a um, recently opened restaurant for breakfast and it looked so good 
However, I think I have to... Well, are we... I, I actually have a question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, is this uh, everything is reopen and back to normal? No, we're going, we're going with the current offerings at the moment. We're, go, we're making do with what we have. Mm. See, that, that may complicate things. Uh, what was the, uh, the restaurant at Boardwalk that did the character breakfast? Trattoria Al Forno. Are they still doing character breakfast? I sure hope so, because that's really what no, I want. No, they are not. Uh, well, all right, well, nope, 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 nope. Uh, hang on. Maybe, th maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay. It's not okay. Uh, Trattoria Al Forno had a fantastic character breakfast, but seeing that, uh, it is the current iteration. I don't want steak and eggs. I wanted my breakfast calzone. Um, so I think... I don't even think they're open for breakfast at the moment. No, yet. they have breakfast availability on their menu. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go over to Ohana. I mean, yes, Dave, you, you described it as a glorified bounty platter, and that's what it is. However, that is the epitome of a Disney character breakfast and Disney breakfast in general. You have your uh, Pog juice, you have your Mickey waffles, and that's really all you need. I've also decided that I've used the Mickey Dude's credit card and uh, I woke up in a over-the-sea villa. May I make a suggestion? Please. Okay. While I totally agree with you that that is the epitome of a Disney character meal, it's not being offered at the moment. I don't even need the character meal. I'll have just a regular breakfast. Well, what I was going to say is this. If you're going to use the Mickey Dude's credit card, save a little money and go and do yourself a favor and take yourself over to Boma, where you can get the pod juice, you can get the Mickey waffles, and on top of that, you can get a whole bunch of other stuff for only $29 per adult. Breakfast there is amazing. I basically... You know, I, I went there on Saturday and I was just so, so impressed with the price for, for breakfast. It's just one of the greatest values on property. You right said now. Boma, right? Yes. Um, I, I actually am going to take that and ignore it completely because I found where I originally wanted to go. Um, wait, do they have dinner or breakfast? Sebastian's. I'm seeing conflicting reports of... Um, no, that's dinner. Never mind. Go on. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I'm going to listen to Boma because you know what? We were there a couple of years ago for Easter. What year was that? 19, I think for, uh, for Easter. And we had breakfast at Boma and you know, it was on the holidays. So there was a little bit of a specialized menu. And by specialized menu, I had a, uh, a mimosa with pog juice, which I'm sure they could do anyways, but the spread over there was fantastic. And I would absolutely do that over Ohana any day, so I will take your advice. The the Pog Juice Mimosa is amazing. I got a chance to uh, visit the um, club level at uh, Polynesian over the weekend, and I went one night for breakfast, one night for dinner, and one morning for breakfast. And when we walked in for breakfast, they met us with a Pog Juice Mimosa. Mm. And then later on at dinner, I poured myself champagne, went to the went to the pog juice dispenser, and made myself my own one. That's how good it was. 
I still do it for holiday breakfasts here now. Nice. That's how I'm starting the day. Um, and then do I, what do I want to do after that? I think we're going to get a little convoluted here and we're going to take the, the bus over to Disney Hollywood studios. And because I have absconded with, uh, the Mickey dudes credit card, I'm going to do, um, rise. I think you have to, right? Of course. There's no second guessing that you have to do rise. Um, I haven't done it. I've only done the Sky Ship Walker Millennium Falco Aluminum Falcon thing. Um, You're making my heart hurt. Why? Because I called it the Aluminum Falcon? Yes. What's an Aluminum Falcon? Mm. Does any. No uh, robot chicken references? Robot chicken. Okay, thank you. All right, very good then. I got it too. All right. Right. I'm not going to eat it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I have to do Rise and then. And, and then, you know what? That's a good start to the morning. Some breakfast and some Rise. Smuggler's Run. That's the other ride I couldn't think of. I've done that one. I haven't done Rise. So I'm going to use Genie Plus or Lightning Lane or give us money to stand in line service, whatever you want to call it. And that's what I'm going to choose to start off my day. All right, Tim. While Chuck rises and shines, what will you be doing in the morning? Wait, I have a question. Was that an intentional rise and shine pun for Rise of the Resistance? Yes, it was. Okay, very good. Yes, it was. I give you credit. Thank you. It just works so well. Well, first, I am going to wake up in my Royal Asante suite at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Nice. I didn't even think exactly. of, I didn't even think of going there. Because the uh, even even with uh, even with Chuck absconding with our credit card, um, I've mugged Josh tomorrow in the parking lot and taken his. Uh, take that, you box truck having jerk. Uh, <clears throat> I have uh, woken up in the Asante suite and even though just below me and right there is Boma a gem and also this concierge service of having whatever I want I am going to pop some Disney transportation over probably they'll obviously take a ride share over to the Polynesian because the perfect way to start a Disney morning is breakfast at the Kona Cafe with a press pot of 100% Kona coffee. Uh, it's, I'm liking where this is going. It makes me believe in a higher power, and it makes me believe that higher power loves me very much. <laughs> uh, Kona coffee is amazing, uh, although I am going to opt instead of the Honga toast, I'm going to opt for the Kahlua pork benedict which to me is just this beautiful, savory, smoky goodness that is just, there's just this flavor in every, every bite. And that combined with that richness of the Kona coffee, the being right there in the lobby of the Polynesian 
watching the resort wake up, the smells, the you're, you're getting the full Disney experience right here. And after that, I am going to hop on the monorail and you know what? I'm going to use it. I'm going to use a lightning lane because I want it to be the first ride and I'm going to book the first available ride for Peter Pan's flight. And I know a lot of people, it's, it's a polarizing ride. To me, it's a very, very special ride because back in 1982, when I was just a, a little, a little wee gorilla, uh, that was the very, very first ride my mother ever took me on. And that ride will always hold a special place in my heart. So that is how I'm going to start the day. And after I get off of Peter Pan's flight, I'll be making my way over to the Hall of Presidents. And because I am not a filthy savage who has some decorum, I will keep my mouth shut during the entire presentation and enjoy what Disney has given me. Because it's not a political rally. It's not a cheering section. It's not a football game. It's not a hockey game. Keep your mouth shut and watch the show. Be Thank warned. You. It's going to be there in 30 days. Thank you so much for saying that. I have been in that show where people are cheering and jeering, and it's like, oh, come on, people, grow up. So, good on you for that. I'm not above saying something. I've, I've said something before. I've said something before. I will say something again. I have no problem. Oh, I have, no, pro- I have no problem yelling at people during shows. <laughs> Oh, I know that. <laughs> be, it, be, it, be it the uh, Hall of Presidents, be it any other show, be it on a ride. If somebody if somebody takes a picture, I will scream out, watch the flash photography. I remember one time uh, Florence and I had to yell at people that wouldn't shut up in the in the uh, carousel of progress. Oh, no. You no. Walt, Walt's baby for the 1964 World's Fair, and not to mention the beautiful narration of Gene Shepard. You shut your mouth. Shut your mouth and you listen. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Well, getting back on a better note, it's now yeah, time sorry. for my yes. afternoon. And I am going to copy Chuck because I'm going over to DHS where I am going to buy an individual lightning lane to get onto Star Wars Rise of the Resistance because it's just that darn good. You know, $11, you know, eh. for a big family, yeah, it's, it, can, it, it can get pricey. I, I understand that. This is a once-in-a-lifetime day, so I am going to, whoever I'm with, I'm just going to ex- incur the expense grin and bear it and just enjoy every minute of this ride and then from there I'm going to take a nice leisurely walk over to the boardwalk where I'm going to do something that I've never had a chance to do and always wanted to do and whoever I'm going to be with I'm going to rent a Surrey bike it's always something that I've always wanted to do Anybody who's around with me never was interested in doing it. And it's not something where if I happen to be on the boardwalk on my own, oh, let me just rent a Surrey bike and drive around. It just, it kind of just defeats the purpose. I think you need two people for it anyway. So I have never really had an opportunity to enjoy one of these contraptions. And, you know, 
it's going to be exercise. It's going it's going to probably be some work and everything. I'm probably going to be exhausted at the end, and I'm probably going to say, "What was I thinking doing it in the Florida heat?" But it's still something that I kind of want to experience at some some point or another. So I'm going to add it to my perfect Disney day. I am going to grab myself a nice glass of wine because it's going to be extending into around 5 p.m. now. And I'm going to uh, go to the opening of uh, the Allen Compass Lounge. Where I'm going to have a nice glass of wine to kind of wind down before I start my perfect Walt Disney World evening. And with that, Chuck, we're back to you. So I've thought about this and I've thought about this and I've thought about this and I really think the ideal time for my perfect day is definitely not February it's definitely not uh, Festival of the Arts and not just because it's suspiciously close to farts but it's flower and garden and here's why so my morning consisted of a a a stay in Hollywood Studios but I'm going to take the best method of transportation currently offered at the Walt Disney World Resort, and I'm going to Skyliner over to Epcot. Um, say what you will, I do think that the Skyliner is the absolute best method of transportation in the resort. Or well, it gives you a Disney chance to fly. I mean, how can how can it not be? Well, so does the Avatar ride, but this is better. I mean, it, it's it, it's 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 pure Disney. Now you get to fly mm-hmm. to a place. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, yeah. You're preaching to the choir, dude. Did I think that the Skyliner was stupid with the gondolas when it opened or when it was announced? Excuse me. I did, and I will own that. However, now I say nay, nay to those naysayers. Nay, nay. Um. I've never been happier to be wrong about that. I absolutely love the Skyliner. It is my favorite mode of transportation. No question. Absolutely. Um, And then just to to see those sunsets alone. Oh, no, I'm going over in the afternoon. I don't care. I don't need the sunset Uh, because I'm going to take that Skyliner over to Epcot and I'm going to enter through International Gateway and then I'm going to turn. Well, after going up that hill immediately to the left. And what is to the left, may you ask? The refreshment port. And what is at the refreshment port? Poutine. Poutine. Absolutely poutine. I may not be Canadian, but it is still probably my favorite variation of French fries. Um, And cheese curds and gravy, as it is the only variation of that. But I'm going to take my poutine and I'm going to stroll around. And because I've... somehow gotten Dave's credit card on top of the Mickey dude's credit card. I'm going to try all of the booths. May I have a full size portion at all of them? No, of course not. Some may have drinks. Some the major, the drink may be water because let's face it. That's a lot of food, but the flower and garden festival dollar for dollar is one of the best festivals that Disney offers. Because not only do you have outstanding food, it's not a focus of the um, the art of food, such as flower, or, uh, Festival of the Arts is, but the Flower and Garden is the art of horticulture. And there is nothing better than looking at those flower beds 
then looking at those um, topiaries and all of that, the sights, the smells, the butterfly exhibit, all of that, it is a perfect spending of an afternoon. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. And I may ride Hard Test enough. Track. I don't really care. May I just... Uh, no, Living just with the interject? Land. I'm, li- I'm riding Living with the Land, but please interject. Um, so I didn't get a chance to be on the uh, Festival of the Arts Snack Crawl. I had to cancel on that one. But I just need to rant for a second about how bad the seasonal poutine is over there right now at Refreshing Port. You know we First didn't mention place. any names, right? What? We didn't mention any names as to who said that was bad. Oh. I don't even listen to the show, so I didn't even know if you talked about it yet or not. So, did you talk about it? Uh, we did mention we did. that someone had said it was bad, yes. Reputable uh, it was the most... Okay, so here's the thing about poutine. Poutine's good. Seasonal poutine, bad. Stick with the traditional poutine. It was meant to be. It was meant to be made that way. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm looking at this poutine this time around. And it, first off, it wasn't even. It wasn't even French fries. It was gnocchi. Now I love. I love gnocchi, and it was on top of a short rib. They had a. They. They had a wine sauce on it, and on top of it, a big piece of burrata, and, and there was also cheese curds mixed in with it. It sounded absolutely delicious. The problem with this, had this been had this been properly prepared gnocchi, as in boiled, this dish would have been absolutely amazing and it could have been sold at the at, at the Italian pavilion. The problem is they deep fried the gnocchi and it was absolutely disgusting. Why? It is deep fried gnocchi. Oh. It is so dry and then it has this hard texture around it you take a bite into it with the salty with the salty uh sauce of the short rib and the saltiness of the burrata and all you want is all you want is a drink because it's it's just that salty it just it it sounded so good on paper and when they handed it to me i'm like are you serious people it was just pure blasphemy. Deep fried gnocchi is just not a thing that sh- should exist. So that was me on my. Where you're from, like where you're from, people like people have killed for less than that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Put it. Put a nice bolognese on it. You know. You know, even even a cream sauce I can take if you don't want to just do a regular tomato sauce on that. But you don't deep fry gnocchi. I understand they. I understand it's potato pasta. I, I appreciate what they were trying to do, and create being a little bit creative, still taking a, still still taking something that was potato based because everything else potato fries up nicely, but these just had no taste and they just left you so thirsty. 
You know what? If you're gonna go, for, if you're gonna go for a poutine, stick with the traditional. Go with your. You, you can't go wrong with brown gravy and cheese curds. These ones that they do, like, you know, holiday turkey, where, you know, they're adding cranberry chutney, and it's, uh, it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a poultry gravy instead of a beef gravy, and all, you know, it just, it doesn't. That has its place on the holiday, on the holiday table. It's not poutine, you know. If you're gonna do poutine, keep it traditional. Be what. Do what you do, what you know. This was just no, no, no. All right, rant off. I mean, I respect that. I respect that rant. That's why I stayed quiet. I figured that you had more about it to say, and more yeah. valid opinions than I ever could. Anybody else want to interject on that before we move on to Tim's no, afternoon? No, I mean I agree. I mean, don't don't reinvent the wheel. It's you know it's already rolling. Thank you. Um, well, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was transitioning to you. So, okay. Uh, well, I am going to leave Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to take some transportation over to the Animal Kingdom. Okay. And there, I am going to take uh, the new uh, uh, Walking Among Giants tour. Nice. Which is a, they show how to take care of all the, the, you know, the big animals over there. And I'm hoping maybe I can sneak in to have a little mini family reunion over there in Pagani Rainforest. So um, you can sneak I, in. You may not be able to sneak out. That would be the issue. To me, I just I, you know, I, I, I realize it's not a zoo, but the the trails the trails just absolutely fascinate me. I love the Pagani Forest Trail. I love Maharaja Jungle Trek. I love uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. I love being able to observe the dis- all the Discovery Island trails. I love being able to observe these large, magnificent animals to just... I can, I can literally just sit for an eternity and just watch these these majestic beasts and how they move. Uh, it's just these elephants that have such a such an amazing you know, just such an amazing lifespan and how they have such a huge social circle and how they operate and the, the way the you know, the way the tigers operate, the way the rhinos operate, the way the gorillas are. I mean, uh, how how these gorillas are just they look so gentle but they you know they, they look so gentle they look so docile and then they sit back and they'll go to pick something up and you just see this wingspan this this huge back expand and you realize you're looking at something that is close to 400 pounds and more powerful than any 10 men in that park at that uh, it, they've just zoology has always fascinated me. Uh, if if I you know if, if I could if I could go back in my life and do one thing differently, I would have gone back and been a zookeeper easily. Uh, but I agree with you. I have, I have such respect for these people who who put so much time in taking care of these animals, 
and watching out for the, you know, just who, who invest so much of their life in the conservation well-being of these, of, of these, of these creatures. I, I, if I can learn more about that and I can spend some time around them and find out even more about their passion, that's, that's how I want to do my afternoon. Um, so I agree 100% with you. And that is why you are making my heart hurt. Sorry, man. <laughs> you forgot one of the best gems of that park. Nobody ever thinks about the Oasis. That's what I said. That the Oasis. I mean, this, the Discovery Island trails there. That's no, what I, that's dis- what no, about. that's different. The Discovery Island trails are actually on Discovery Island. You get the Oasis is actually at the entrance before you even get to the The Discovery Island trails are the ones on the um, island. Are, are, oh, sorry, are, are I, over the, the trails around the Oasis. The yeah, I, I include the Oasis with that. That because I mean that it, it still it takes us forever to get into the park get into like the I mean, center of the park because of us stopping at those places uh, so I, 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 I can i consider that part of like my discovery island trails right there so gotcha i mean going over and you know i love going to see the anteater you know everybody oh, yes. just pa- everybody just passes her up and she is absolutely majestic mm-hmm. and then on the she's other good. side yeah she's gorgeous they they also they have Barbarossa, the barbarossa family over there they have this huge giant iguana all the waterfowl and everything it's just it's it's a whole bunch of little hidden treasures that are just kind of just everybody kind of just grazes over now i will give you i will give you one thing with the discovery island trails so through them you know you are going to be able to see the tortoises that people don't really see that often over there you're going to see the huge giant catfish and you're also going to see the three male kangaroos that almost nobody believes me when i say that animal kingdom has kangaroos but they are there and they yeah. kind of like to hide their enclosure is in front of the tree of life but they kind there's two there's two uh, huge vultures that kind of chase them away that's that they also live with and you kind of find them kind of just hanging out in this small little corner that can only be seen by the Discovery Island trails, where they just kind of bask in the shade and kind of just do their own thing. And they are just so cool to just watch and just, you know, you could just look at them, they look at you, and they just stand in there, like, just enjoying the day. You could just vibe with them. Those are, the, the, the kangaroos are so amazing. And that's another one where you see them take just just, just the, the smallest step or just they move just the smallest bit or they twitch and you just see the you just see that muscle through their posterior chain just ripple all the way through and you realize that just how powerful these animals are i mean it's it it, it really it, it really is i mean like you said you, you just vibe with them it's to me it's it's a very zen like experience uh that's you know the zoo has always been a favorite place of mine ever since i was a kid uh and being in the Midwest and having Brookfield and having Lincoln Park and then just down the road, you know, just down the road in Missouri, having St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis Zoo for anyone who has never experienced it is one of the best zoos in the country. Uh, the Anheuser-Busch family set it up for life, basically, uh, as well as the the original owner of the zoo. And it's bar none, one of the best places you could ever visit. So because of those experiences as a kid, uh, and especially with uh, all the all the great experiences at Brookfield, uh, 
with the wolves exhibit and the penguin house and everything else. It's just being able to come down to the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom has, especially with Epcot being more Walcott than Epcot these days, the animal kingdom has transitioned over to kind of being my favorite park now. So that's where I'm going to spend my perfect afternoon. And after that tour is over, I am going to retreat into Tiffin's and have myself uh, some wonderful bread service, have some uh, roasted octopus, and then go on to some Wagyu beef. Excellent choice because, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I think Tiffin's is the best restaurant on property. So. No, no you argument at all. the same cloth, my friends. That is a gem. And the, what kills me is, did you ever, what kills me is people fight to get into the Nomad Lounge and you can get the entire Nomad Lounge menu in Tiffin's plus Tiffin's menu. And you can walk up to Tiffin's damn near and get in at 11 o'clock. I, you got me. So. Yeah, totally totally in agreement with that one you know it just um everything from the dessert to the appetizers and everything in between i've never had a bad meal there not to mention you get to leave with a joe roadie sketch this is true i actually got to have lunch i actually got to have lunch with joe roadie there i so i still like i wasn't even part of that and i fanboy off of that so hard still I love when you post like when, when the Facebook memory stuff comes up and you post those pictures uh, oh that's $200 I ever spent in my life and it was actually on my birthday so it just it was you know it was just it was one of those it was one actually no it was it was a couple days from my birthday because it was the it was Earth Day and I'm three days after Earth Day it was celebrating it was celebrating 20 years of Animal Kingdom and I just happened to be on prop. I had taken a birthday trip specifically to do the whole Joe Rody experience. So it was uh-huh. definitely, it was definitely worth it. I'd, I'd honestly pay double to have lunch with Joe Rody. I really would. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to, we're going to go over to our perfect Disney evening. So I'm going to be coming out of the uh, lounge over at Allen Compass, and I'm going to make my way back to the boardwalk to have another first ex- first experience. I've always seen performers on the boardwalk, but I've been always busy going somewhere, and I've never had a chance to stop. So I'm actually going to stop and watch whatever whatever performance comes out first and actually stay for the entire for the entirety of the, the entirety of the actual performance i've never had a chance to do this i've always wanted to it's always on the bucket list so we're figuring this is we're figuring this is uh, the first the first showing so at this point the sun is going down the boardwalk's coming alive you know i'm watching some juggler or i'm watching some type of magic act and when it when it finishes i'm going to jump into a lift and i'm going to go to a restaurant that will make our uh, co-host joe cartrochi very happy because i'm going to take another 
first for me, and I'm going to visit the Turf Club for the prime rib set, for the prime rib entree because I have never been to this restaurant yet. Back in the day, I used to hear so many people talking garbage about it, and I never actually wanted to make a reservation because of that. But I've also learned in my older age to make my own decisions because one of my favorite restaurants in Orlando, it doesn't have to be happen to be a uh, Disney restaurant. It's actually at Universal, and it's Tootsum Chocolate Emporium. So many people have talked major trash about this restaurant, and when I went, I absolutely loved it. And that experience told me to keep an open mind about places and make my own decisions. So I think I've avoided the Turf Club enough. I'm going to go over and check it out. To finish off the night, I'm going to stay over at Saratoga Springs, go over to the pool, and I'm going to watch my new favorite Disney movie, Encanto, as a movie under the stars to finish out my perfect Disney day. I like Encanto, but I don't feel like we should talk about Bruno. Yeah, no, we don't talk about Bruno. So let's move on to Chuck. So my evening is going to be spent over in Epcot for a little bit until about, I think, like five o'clock ish. And I'm going to take some Disney transportation, which is, you know, eh. Um, and we're going to go over to Sebastian's over at uh, the Caribbean Beach. Um, it is actually probably the cheapest thing that I have found, but for $29 per adult plus tax and gratuity, you have a fantastic dinner menu. Now, this is a place that I have not been to. Um, but let me just give a brief rundown of their menu. There is the buttery house baked pull apart rolls with guava butter and caramelized onion jam. The spice necklace with mixed greens and kale. Yeah. Uh, toasted pumpkin seeds, grilled pineapple, orange, sliced candied walnuts, and radish with key lime dressing. And then the Taste of the Caribbean, which is uh, oven-roasted citrus chicken, slow-cooked mojo pork with mango sambal, uh, sambal, wow, good one there, Chuck, uh, grilled flank steak, you know, uh, with mojito relish, Served with cilantro rice and beans and uh, vegetable curry and grilled broccolini. Uh, the dessert is house-made coconut pineapple bread pudding. And then you can also get the uh, the Taste of the Caribbean Enhancement, which is only $8. And that uh, gets you an order of fried coconut shrimp, which I would, you know, not do because everything else on that menu sounds so good and all the reviews that I've seen sound or are Sparkling. You gotta do the shrimp. I don't you like shrimp do that shrimp much, because, though. Well, because the pork is terrible. Okay. Well, that's an interesting take. You are the only person I've ever heard say that. So, I um, I wanted to go for a training run a couple a couple of weeks ago, and I've been trying to go to dis- different Disney hotels to do my runs. Okay. And what I'll do is afterwards, you know, every you know. Twice a month, I treat myself to a, dis- a, a, a restaurant and Disney property. 
and I finish out, I do an evening run and then I have dinner. So I had booked this restaurant because I wanted to run at Caribbean Beach. And I brought my roommate Dan with me because he had, he had not been at the new family style guys of it. He went beforehand and I had never been here. And the rolls were amazing. I loved the salad. The dinner was meh. So first off, uh, it's family style, but it's not all you can eat. Whereas every other place, they'll bring you more of everything. Like if you go to Whispering Canyon, or if they, or if you go to, um, like, um, Ohana, Ohana, they'll keep bringing you stuff. Here they tell you straight out: this is not an all you can eat. What is on the platter is what you get. That I found a little disheartening. I I chalked that up to the whole idea of oh, it must be where how Disney was talking about bringing down, the, yeah, you know, charging the same amount portion for sizes for waistlines. Well, they were talking about you know on that call we talked we, we, oh, we yeah, yeah. about this. we're gonna give the fatties less food. Yes, I remember exactly. Yes, but you know what. I was I was at Whispering Canyon where they started bringing more where they were bringing more food. I was at um, I went somewhere else a couple a, a couple weeks ago that they kept up they you know Garden Grill. I was I was at Garden Grill with my niece and my sister-in-law last week. They're like, "Would you like more turkey? Would you like more steak?" All of these places at Sebastian's, they just bought you one thing and that was it. They we asked for more. They said they couldn't. They said, the only thing that we can bring you more of will bring you a few more rolls. That was it. The That's the only disappointing thing that I've ever heard about them. I'll be honest. So I will, I will say, though, uh, when they told us this, uh, Dan and I did, uh, we did devise a plan to get more steak because I said I, I, liked, my, I, I liked my steak medium rare. He said he liked his steak medium. So they had to bring two things of steak with the different ways so that we can get more steak on our platter. Now, medium rare in this case was barely even cooked. Complete, you know, it wasn't, it was basically just seared at this point. It was, it was too bloody to even eat in that way. And then the pork, we took, we took a bite of the pork. The only way the pork actually really tasted good was mixing the mango stuff in it. Now, it didn't taste bad when you put that stuff in it, but but I feel like an entree does not need an accompaniment to, to make it taste better and actually make it tolerable. Okay. On its own, it should be able to it should be able to to be able to stand the test on its own. To have to mix something in it to actually make it taste decent. Yeah, that doesn't fly with me. The chicken was good. I will give you that. And the dessert was amazing. You know, it could it could rival the bread pudding over at Ahana. I will give I will give it that, but um, you know, just the fact that they they're not doing it's not all you can eat in terms of fam- of a family style. It's just one platter. The pork was a major disappointment. Uh, the shrimp, they were okay, but 
they, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, had had I enjoyed had I enjoyed the pork, I wouldn't have got the shrimp. But I was still hungry and I wasn't eating the pork, so we ended up ordering the shrimp for that reason. So maybe they were on an off night. I will say the next day, Dan was sick for a while and with major issues and. We think he had a, bit, a little bit of food poisoning. That night, I woke up three times with a taste of bile in my mouth. So, well, I'm doing it anyways. Mm-hmm. I, I personally won't be back, but that's just my uh, take on that restaurant. I'm doing it. Any- well, I mean, you know, Dave, and this is not to besmirch you, but for every, you know, five-star Michelin-rated restaurant, there is a one-star Yelp review. Oh, of course, I get you. Well. And I'm I'm one of those people that will will say if something is amazing I will say it but I I just I just did not have a good time. Will I go back? I'm probably eventually. You know, it's probably going to be a few years, and I'm going to say let me try this place again. But I have no intentions of going there anytime beforehand. But you know what? You again, you might have you might have a different different uh, experience than me. Mine, I wish it was I wish it was good, but I just was not happy with it. So. Okay. Well, after I have a good experience um, at my dinner and rub Dave's nose in it, I'm going to, again, Disney transport. Well, actually, this time I may need an Uber or Lyft, but I'm going to go over to uh, Riverside and I'm going to go see Yeehaw Bob. Yeehaw Bob has been a a consistency at the Disney parks and even through the, the lockdowns and the layoffs and even still today, I believe he is putting on shows on uh on facebook live and i am going to see him and thank him in person for you know all that he has done during that time um and you know if there's time left in the evening i'm gonna find my way over to disney springs and i'm just gonna walk around because disney springs really comes to life at night and there is nothing like that experience over there uh, I know I'm not going to get into anything. I know I'm not going to get any Gideon's cookies because, you know, I, I wasn't there at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning to put my f- name on a five hour wait list and hope for cookies. But the ambiance of Disney Springs is there. And if I have a bad dinner, do you know what else is at Disney Springs? What? The daily Fancies. poutine. Oh, yes, this is true. Uh, Which is my favorite place in Disney. Yeah, the daily poutine is so good. And then, you know, go upstairs, go get some chicken guy, maybe. Who who knows? The world would be my oyster. Go upstairs to the uh, the bar at uh, the Empress Lily. When did I say? What year is this? Paddlefish. Go up to the bar at Paddlefish. Uh, some, some fantastic drinks up there. And just enjoy the evening and enjoy the ambiance. Wow, you just gave me two ideas of things that I have not done yet that I need to add to my bucket list. I need to go up and try that lounge over at Paddlefin. I still call it the Empress Lily every now and then, too, even though I wasn't going to Disney when it was called that. But, you know, you read all of these blogs and it's mentioned. So I feel you, Chuck. And the other one, I actually uh, want to go over to the Lava Lounge over at uh, Rainforest Cafe, not because Rainforest Cafe, it's just in a really cool uh, part of Disney Springs, it's just on the water and all that. When you mentioned bars, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get these done. So, 
Thank you. Much appreciated on that. You're welcome. And Tim, what about you? How are you going to end your perfect Disney day? Well, I am going to leave the animal kingdom and I am going to bus hop on over to Epcot. And I am just going to grab a nice, uh, like iced coffee or something. And I'm just going to take a nice walk around the world showcase. And like Chuck said, with Disney Springs, I'm just going to enjoy the ambiance. Epcot during the twilight hours is one of my favorite things uh, in the world. Um, when my wife and I were on a trip, uh, God, it's been almost a decade at this point <clears throat> uh, ago, we, our last night, Epcot had extended uh, park hours. And her and I each grabbed a Mickey bar. We went over, it was back behind the old interventions. There was a park bench. We just sat there and enjoyed the area music and looked up and just watched the hue of Spaceship Earth just, uh, just glow. And it's watching Epcot kind of wake up and light up is such a fantastic experience. Uh, I, I love it. Um, it. It breaks my heart that Illuminations isn't... Uh, there anymore but i mean you know it's things change the only thing in life only constant in life is change and you have to you have to accept that so you know it's uh harmonious sorry not sticking around for it i'm just not impressed um i uh i'm gonna hop a i'm gonna hop a bus and i'm gonna go over to disney springs uh i mean hop a hop some ride share go to disney springs like chuck did and i'm going to close out my night by going over and getting uh, a late a late bite to eat at Raglan Road and I'm going to enjoy some of the amazing music that goes on in there uh, there's there's a story my wife loves to tell and uh, and, actually, and uh, she uh, it was when I went down to actually meet uh, you and Joe and Jeff and Stephen Dave uh, it was my first night there. I was, it was before you got there, Dave. I was alone uh, that first night. And I went, got a nice bite to eat at Enzo's Hideaway, had a few drinks. I was, I was fine. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to head back to the hotel and just get a good night's sleep. And I go walking by, uh, go walking by Raglan Road. And as I'm walking by, I hear, an Irish fiddle playing. I hear a bunch of stomping. I hear a bunch of hooting and hollering, and it's like, oh crap! And uh, Tim, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do have a question. You yes. heard all of these things. At which point in time did you say, "My people"? Oh, when I heard the Irish fiddle. Very good, then. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, uh, the old, the old neighborhood vibe pulled me right back in. You know, I just walked right in, and bellied up and uh, for anyone who knows i mean there's there's a fantastic irish whiskey menu in there and a very underrated scotch menu in there too uh they have some very nice scotches in there uh and they usually have a, a really uh really nice albeit small beer list but a good beer list 
and and a lot of them are just are uh, are uh, brewed for just for Raglan Road. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of local brews in there that are yeah that are that are uh, house specific beers, which is nice. Uh, and it's just awesome. It was just, I, that's how I'm closing out my night. Is just sitting in there, uh, just uh, probably a nice uh, nice decent cup of coffee, or just you know sipping on a a club soda and just enjoying uh, the the entertainment they bring in and uh, having uh, having a nice uh, having a nice snack. So that's how I'm closing out my perfect Disney day. They're always a go-to whenever people come in town and I have to pick them up in the airport and it's late. That late night bites menu they have is always a winner. Mm-hmm. Which, by the, the way, there is always awesome. Oh yeah. Which, and also, uh, my friends and listeners, who are my friends, um, very underrated. If you have an opportunity to do on the weekends the brunch over at Raglan Road, jump on it. It is probably one of the best brunches on property. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not that expensive. Uh, they have some of the best things from. They have some of the best things from their menu, on there, and it's just, you know, it's just a. It's just a good time. They have. They always have uh, all of their. You know, they have their Irish step dancers performing. They always. They always have, whatever house band is uh, contracted with them for that week and all that they. they come to out during the day and they pull out a set too and everything it's just a really good time people don't think of raglan road for brunch but it is a really great brunch spot the uh the last time uh, i was down there their irish step dancer was actually a graduate of uh beverly uh one of the neighborhoods in the south side uh she was a graduate of uh trinity uh, trinity irish dance academy in beverly which is uh kind of world renowned uh Funny enough, they actually have one more titles in Irish dance than the Irish have. And you know, a lot of those step dancers have uh, during during the pandemic, during the lockdown, they took over the Raglan Road account, and they were doing all sorts of online streams of step dancing and all sorts of um, different type of Irish music being played straight through, at, like just like Yeehaw Bob was and. Uh, Piano Rob and all the other ones were doing their their live streams. Raglan Road was right in there doing them too, and got a lot of people through that. Got a lot of people through that lockdown. So definitely good people there too. Anything else there, gentlemen? Nothing on my end. All right then. So. Those were really good Disney days. What would be your perfect Disney day? Tweet us over at the Mickey Dudes and let us know what your brand of magic is. And with that, let's go around the table and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, can be found on uh, Facebook under Dave Koch and... uh, the Instagram, I was going to call it the Gram, at uh, Figments Reality. Also on Twitter, although I'm not really as active on Twitter. I read a lot, but I don't tw- tweet a lot on Twitter. 
Chuck, where were you? I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. And what about you, Tim? You can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. And you can direct all of your miracle complaints to go underscore health. <laughs> well, I never really thought of the best Disney sports movie, but you know what? You have me convinced. I've, I, now that I know Miracle is a Disney movie, you know what? You got a convert today, my friend, because I would have basically just said cool runnings if you're going to say Disney Olympic movies. But you know what? Much respect. I totally have to give you that one. Not to mention closing credits. Play Dream On by Aerosmith. So, just another bonus. Well, with that, may all your days be rock and roll days and perfectly days. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you real soon. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon